This is Hope FM. Well, I'm pleased to say that my very special uh, guest is Hannah Rees. Now, Hannah is the engagement officer uh, with CAN. And Hannah, tell us, what is CAN? A community action network. It's a local charity that supports other not-for-profit groups across Bournemouth, Christchurch, Poole and Dorset. And there's loads and loads of organisations, uh, you know, everything from churches to all sorts of voluntary groups affiliated. And you help them with all manner of things, don't you? We do. We have a very successful volunteer hub, which I know has been discussed um, in the past on the programme. We've helped to recruit thousands of volunteers for the uh, to help at the BIC um, and with the jabs. But there is lots more that we offer. So all groups need to do, you don't have to be a registered charity, you just have to be not-for-profit. Get in touch with us and there's so much help that we can offer. Um, uh, it's very friendly very and it's free. And, they, and of course, if people start charities or they have charities, there's a, whole, there's a whole raft of things that you need to know. The, the dreaded policies that you all have to have in place, the constitutions, everything. Now, Right from the beginning, you help people with all of this, don't you? Absolutely. We have two fantastic senior advisors, Steve and Avril, who help people to train their trustees. We've got training coming up. I'll just give it a quick uh, highlight, if I may. We've got Trading as a Charity on the 25th of November. That's a free online webinar. And charities can trade, can't they? But only up to a certain amount. That's what you'll come to find out. I haven't done the training myself, but Indeed. I know that... Um, it sounds I'll, as if I need to do it, it as well. <laughs> maybe yeah. I need to go along so I can answer your questions. Yeah. Um, it's a free one-hour webinar. You can book it through our website. Mm-hmm. We've also got safeguarding training. Now, that is always asked for. There's two different types, safeguarding for working with children, safeguarding for working with adults. And it seems to... It's really important to understand that when volunteers are helping or working with people, they need to protect themselves. So I would highly recommend having a look on our website. And if you're a not-for-profit group and you want to join CAN, which is free, um, then you'll be very welcome to all of our training. I've done safeguarding. I've done advanced safeguarding training, you know, and uh, uh, the one thing I remember is safeguarding is everyone's responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. But uh, yeah, I I serve on the fostering panel for Bournemouth and, and of course, then we all have to be checked out, you know. Probably as much for me as anybody else. This is it. People seem to think it's to look after the person who's being helped. But Mm -hmm. unfortunately, there can be allegations made and you need to be protected and you need to know what to do if somebody... If you're if you're if you think somebody's in need, and there are so many different ways that people can be treated badly, um, as well as the obvious ones, yeah. sexual abuse and violence. You've also got financial abuse, um, modern slavery, unfortunately. So we've gone a bit gloomy, but it, it's all there to to help people to know how they can mm. help other people. But to, to, to lighten it up a bit, though, when you go on these training courses, of course, of course, we used to have to do them by Zoom or by Teams, didn't you? And then it, all everybody was saying was, you're on mute. <laughs> you're on mute. Still happens. <laughs> Is this training uh, actually live? The um, trading as a charity and the safeguarding are both webinars, so mm-hmm. they are online. Mm-hmm. They're one hour. We do have face-to-face training, which is to do with fundraising. Um, part of the National Lottery, for folk who want to raise between three hundred and £10,000, there's an awards for all. Yeah. Um, it's run by Kirsty Main from BCP Council, and that is face-to-face training. There's one in Bournemouth and one in Poole coming up in um, November and December. So it's for 
as I said, it's not for individuals representing themselves. It's for people who volunteer or work with not-for-profits. But please check it out. And is all this training, is it free? Yes. So where do you, how do you pay the trainers? Well, we have... Uh, we have relationships with trainers. We um, we try to support people who are offering to support other people. So it's all worked out beautifully behind the scenes. But we've never been, obviously, making profit for ourselves. We do have some funding from some councils to help local charities from Dorset Council and BCP Council. And it all is incredibly good value for money. Well, you'll be pleased to know I've had my fourth job. Well done. Uh, and uh, actually, I had, I had the fourth one, the doctor's surgery. Mm-hmm. But the last time I had you guys on you were talking of course because you were helping at king's park weren't you yes still and going you, yeah and, and of course a lot of that as you said it just a moment or two ago a lot of the support work for that are volunteers a vast majority to be honest they're the folk who make sure you're in the right line get you a chair if you need it um we talked last time about the fact there's a sensory room down at king's park for any age person who's worried about the jab or has additional needs you can be fast tracked into a room with comfy chairs fairy lights i mean how you know who wouldn't want a jab in those situations really and it takes the stress away it's been amazing the impact that's had and that's all been decorated by volunteers oh that's lovely and did you get enough volunteers we are always on the look Blair um, but we do also have lots of other vacancies so obviously there's a big push for the winter jabs Mm -hmm. but we are having some drop-in sessions from our fantastic volunteer team there's three wonderful women who will be in Springbourne Library on the 1st of November and Hamworthy Library on the 2nd and the 9th of November. There's drop-ins. You don't have to make an appointment and you can go and find out about all the range of volunteer uh, opportunities and have a chat to see what might be a good fit for you. Fantastic. Well, of course, you're here not just to talk about training, but to talk about this community volunteers. Tell us a wee bit about the whole thing. I mean, who came up with the whole idea of recognising particular organisations? Well, we're a membership-led organisation. We want groups to join us. As I said, it's free. We want them to join us so that we can combine our voices together and find out what's happening across the area because we need to highlight what help's available because it really does help people to have different options for support. And we decided that each month we would take one particular group and spread the word a bit um, more about them and share what they do. We try to keep it in line with special events that's happening each month, which is what we've done for October. Um, And we're always interested in highlighting what our fantastic members offer. Fantastic. Now, I promised you something the last time you were on the show, didn't I? You did, and I just I reminded you. You did, and I've forgotten, but I've fixed it, I've repented, and I've sorted it out for Thank you. Thank you. So before, big build-up, we're going to, uh, Hannah is going to announce the organisation that have been awarded, uh, been recognised in this programme, and indeed they have been recognised throughout October. But of course, it's Black History Month, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, so was that the sort of criteria you were looking for organisations that were involved in some form of... Of, of of work with with the black community black culture a hundred percent this month we we put the plea out a few weeks ago and said tell us what you're up to um we'd love to hear more and then share what you're doing mm-hmm. so are you ready i am so this month's community hero of the month is aphrodisiac live radio oh yeah <laughs> That was amazing. Oh, 
Well, I mean, you have to have your fans. That was awesome. Thank you. Now, Aphrodisiac uh, uh, Radio, uh, have you been a guest on their programme? I'm trying. Well, I'm just just giving you a bit of warning because you have to get into your reggae music, you know. Okie dokie. I have actually interviewed Ray, who's going to be uh, be talking to in a moment or two. I actually interviewed him just a couple of weeks ago. So what you're going to be listening to is a a recording uh, of of that. I had never heard of of the organisation. Of course, it's a radio station. Mm -hmm. And I thought, ooh, this would be very interesting, yeah. And sadly, they're not like us. They they don't have a licence in terms of of Ofcom to broadcast, but they, they... they do broadcast as many organisations do now over the internet and in fact even Mark here who's with me yeah, his church broadcast you know they they have their services on I think is it on YouTube that you broadcast them yeah mm-hmm. as a lot of churches do as well so what do you know about Aphrodisiac Radio? Well the fact that you hadn't heard of them just makes me happy that we chose them mm-hmm. for this month they are as you say they're through the internet they can play a, they play a range of music to bring folk together that's what they're interested in cultural diversity celebrating what people are interested in celebrating what people do they have big social events i've not yet managed to go to one but it's on the calendar called the reggae weekend they yes, had one in the summer i'm sure ray will talk more it's just bringing people together in the love of music and what unites people rather than what divides them this is hope fm well as you heard there the uh the charity, uh, well, in fact, they're not a charity, actually. They're a, a community interest company, are the Aphrodisiac Radio, Hannah? Yeah. Uh, but I had the privilege of, of talking uh, to Ray, uh, who heads up that organisation. Well, Ray, first of all, uh, many congratulations from all of us here at Hope FM on uh, Aphrodisiac Radio being chosen as the community uh, organisation in the, in the spotlight <laughs> Well done. <laughs> but, I mean, obviously, the whole thing at the outset was your brainchild how did the whole idea form in you um well it came about uh because um i, I i'm a nightclub dj so i uh, i used to play uh, in a nightclub in Bournemouth. i'm not going to name which one um and um they they actually fired me for for being playing more um, underground stuff so they wanted it to be more of a commercial uh sort of like um, sets that I was doing. So out of that, we then uh, got together with a bunch of DJs and started a, a, for a, a platform where we can play underground stuff that's um, not sort of permitted to be played on, um, or, or is not supported in some in most of the pl- areas, places that um, uh, are venues. So that's how we started out. So um, and it started out in my garage uh, when I used to live in Christchurch. So uh, we just get together and then uh, formulated something uh, that we a platform that we all get together and just play stuff that we we sort of like and and feel that other people needed to showcase. Now, obviously, the music that you play, I guess, it represents two major communities. One the people who play it, like yourself, the DJs and those who, yeah. are, who love that uh, Afro-Caribbean uh, culture and music. And then, of course, the, there's the whole Afro-Caribbean community uh, locally uh, who, I suppose, had you not been doing what you are doing, would have been deprived, actually, of some of the music that they love. But having said that, is it just uh, Afro-Caribbean people who like the sort of music that you play? 
No, no, it's uh, it's uh, it reaches a wider audience, and um, it, it's not just the Africa. Uh, the, the radio is not based on African Caribbean. Uh, it's not an African Caribbean station. It's just a station that plays the um, uh, underground music. So we support you know everybody from all cultures. So it's not specifically to 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 to. Um, uh, we have shows that are dedicated to. Uh, African Caribbean, but we have shows that do house music. We have shows for jazz. We have um, jazz funk. So it, it's really target. We we set it up to showcase talent, you know, in these underground genres. Really, that's what it was. So um, it it given the demographics, you, you can't really uh, the the area doesn't support that doesn't have that many African Caribbean. It's a small percentage. So to just dedicate it to that would have been very um, extra niche. And I don't think we would have achieved the community factor that we're trying, that we, you know, where we, we are at the moment. Now, obviously you've used the term underground music a couple of times thus far for the, yeah. compl- for the completely uninitiated, Ray. Tell us, what, do, what does that actually mean? Uh to to me, it means um, genres that are not represented. Sort of like you you, you get a lot of uh, stuff that crosses over that's more uh, commercial and has a commercial element to it. Uh, where undergrounds are really underground music is really underrepresented. So you find artists that do stuff that's very obscure that 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 you know you would normally not hear on commercial radio, probably even on Hope FM. So <laughs> that's where that's where we try and 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 and, and send. So um, that gives a, a, a platform to artists that um, that 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 don't won't get their their you know their music played out. Uh, having having said that, you know um, now it's it's more accessible with all the, the platforms that are there, Spotify and everything. But when we started out, that wasn't the 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 the, the, the case. So. Um, uh, saying underground is like going into subgenres and and things like that, you know, like you know, say reggae, and then you go into like dub or, or, or you know, you go into subgenres of of the main genres. So that's what we we really focus on. Now, when you started, I'm obviously you had this vision. The music wasn't getting played, uh, and there was lots of people, no doubt, who weren't having their talent encouraged. Those DJs that you talked about, not least of which, of course, was yourself. How did yeah. you How did you go and uh, uh, get the pennies together? I mean, you said you started in your garage, but obviously you you would have needed equipment, and and of course, even broadcasting over the internet. Uh, yeah. Costs money. So how how did you start right from day one? Um, we I had I had some equipment around, so we had equipment around. So personally, I because I'm a DJ, I had equipment, um, and I had a, a double garage in my house in Christchurch, so that was good enough space. Um, so we converted that. Um, but it was not paid, and we weren't doing it to sort of like um, support. Um, uh, you, you know the financial side of things was more through support so what we did is we set up our, our, our organization as a CIC um, so that way that whatever we uh, earned or grants or whatever was reinvested in the project so we started off that way um, and it was it's was and is still a membership um, set up so if you wanted to join us we have a minimum payment uh, um, 
sort of like a membership that you pay it's, it's really you know very minimal it's like 12 pound 50 a month or something like that and that helps support the project so um they with that we used to pay we can use that to pay out to uh, the internet services to servicing the equipment and also making sure that we have standard equipment so that's how we did it we set it up that way now, and, I, suppose, uh, <laughs> I suppose i suppose you start off with an audience of, yeah. of one and then you yeah. build it up so since since 2012 of course you have built up quite a strong following haven't you Yes. So uh, how, are you able to tell how many listeners would tune in? And I guess they would, th- those folk would be tuning in anywhere in the world on the internet. Yeah, it varies because, um, as you know, the statistics are not sort of like real time. So you have listener gains. So the numbers can be fluctuating between 10,000 to 20,000 uh, a week. But, you know, we again, it fluctuates because you get the listener gains. It's not in real time as FM where you would see who's tuned in. We can't see who's tuned in, but we've got a lot of other platforms people can access, as you'd know. Uh, music now is on demand so you know people are not sitting down to listen to programs the way they used to so they sort of <laughs> listening to them in their own time the days of the, uh, the days of the vinyl <laughs> i was going to say the days of the vinyl have gone but actually that's not quite true actually because vinyl is having somewhat of a revival isn't it yeah it's i mean we do vinyl here we have a vinyl day and um, we're still doing uh, actually we do uh, what we've added to our 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 radio station, we do have a record shop that sells vinyl as well, on oh. top of that. This is Hope FM. Now, as you know, uh, Can have announced that uh, this week's community champion organisation uh, is Aphrodisiac Radio, and I've been speaking uh, to the founder of the organisation, uh, Raymond NJ. Uh, I, I went on to talk to him about uh, the station responding to the cultural uh, community. So basically what we've done, we um, we then branched out and started doing cultural events. So that's what we do. Um, we started off with doing things like uh, reggae and ram boat cruises, which we still do from pool. Um, and then we branched out to doing one major com- uh, commercial event. So not commercial, I mean like community event. Um, so that reggae weekend, which is Bournemouth reggae weekend, is a commercial, uh, sorry, a community event that we started in 2019, but had a bit of setbacks and didn't go ahead until 2021. And this is in Kings Park. So this is, again, it's a, it's a, it's a culture enrichment. So, you know, we're trying to uh, bring a bit of culture, African-Caribbean culture into Bournemouth and sort of showcase talent through that. Um, so it's it's more of a festival, actually. It is a festival. Fantastic. Now, of course, October is Black History Month, uh, and yes. so on. And I know that one of the things that you are passionate about, of course, is 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 justice uh, and and all and all of that sort of thing. Uh, how how do you? see that sort of playing out in a way because obviously we all know that there's been particularly within black communities there's been a considerable injustice uh, uh, over the years are you encouraged by the way things are going that that that, that people are beginning a to recognize injustice and and also the the lack of 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 i suppose recognizing different cultures are you encouraged by the way things are going uh yes i mean uh we don't sort of deeply go into the injustices but we look around the areas of who we can partner up with to sort of look at areas to educate people about what's going on 
or showcase some of the work. And part of our our involvement has been working with like uh, Dorset Rest Equality and um, uh, uh, Positive Action, the police uh, the police uh, group that uh, encourages uh, diverse uh, uh, cultural minority. Uh, to get into uh, employment, into the police. So there's areas that we look at that um, for us would be more beneficial. We don't look at it on a wider range, on a wider, you know, we look at areas that are targeted within the community that would Mm -hmm. make that change. And... um, and of course, I mean, one of the things that we that I've covered here in Hope FM just recently is uh, prostate cancer, and uh, one yes. one of one of the things, of course, that came out of uh, of the interviews that I did was that that is particularly high in in black men, you know. And uh, in fact, the good thing about that is I didn't go and have my own blood tests and so on. I hope you've done the same, Ray. Uh, but <laughs> I'm, you, bo- I'm booked in. I'm, it's, it's a shame I haven't, <laughs> I haven't yet got my, uh, my appointment. Well done. <laughs> well, at least, you're, at least you're in the system. But again, there are things like that where I guess as a radio station, you can help to educate, encourage and so on. And, and of course, that's on the medical front and lots of other things as well. Yeah, so we, we uh, part of our, that, the, the festival that we're doing, which is Bournemouth Reggae Weekend, uh, uh, that has a health focus, a social focus, and um, uh, you know a culture focus. So part of our health focus was to, uh, with um, uh, communities against cancer, was to actually uh, uh, create awareness. So we created a video, and there's been some adverts as well, and we had a wristband. So we've been pushing it heavily on our side, and we continue to do it. Um, and it, the, 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 the idea is early intervention and um, and creating awareness. Uh, we continue to do that, and we will continue to do that uh, at next year's project, uh, as well as in between. So we are very, we're very, we're very uh, keen on, on continuing that partnership. I think we're working with um, uh, Wessex Cancer Trust, and but also we have other other health focuses that we're doing on the festival that 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 have come into place sort of like liver for health as well so the 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 the, the, the idea of having a community event was not just a social thing uh we we tackle uh, we want to have a, a health element on it that that you know we can come and talk about things you know uh, at social events and when is the festival taking place ray uh, it's going to be 28th to the 30th of July 2023. And can people get sort of information about that on your website? Yeah, that's in, yes, that's in uh, Kings Park. And we do have a website, which is www.bonmothreggaeweekender.co.uk. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on social media as well. We go um, social media handles on uh, Instagram as Bournemouth Reggae Weekender and also on Facebook as Bournemouth Reggae Weekender. Well, finally, Ray, people will be on the edge of the seats thinking, how do I listen to this radio station? So, Ray, how do they tune in? Uh, uh, there's different ways. You can log into www.afro-disiac.co.uk. Uh, you can access us through TuneIn. You can access us through Radio Garden. You can access. You can just go on your phone and just up the ULR in and you just press play and the music will come up. So uh, there's all different areas, but that's the main ones. Well, Ray, once again, many congratulations on, on Aphrodisiac being selected as the community heroes in the spotlight. And, and going forward, do you, do you have a bit of a vision for the future? 
uh, we're just going to continue growing our community uh, uh, our community involvement and and continue to partner up with like 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 minded um, organizations to see that we put um, we 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 grow we grow our vision on 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 folk on um, sort of. Uh, fostering ta- young talent uh, through music and giving them a platform to come and showcase their music. Well, Ray, you're doing a great job and thank you so much uh, for coming on Hope FM and hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll hear from you again, maybe a bit nearer to the festival. You can come on and tell us a bit more about, about how the plans are shaping up. Yes, we will. Thank you very much. This is Hope FM.